Dana and friends are here to talk about it. Why, hello there, everyone. Welcome to the Dane and Friends podcast. My name is Dane, and I love to talk about anything and everything. And here today with me, I have two of my favorite people, <laughs> the people that helped me get started. You know them, you love them. The people from the Best Friends Discuss podcast. Nailed it. You Look nailed, at me go. You nailed all of that. It's like you've been doing this for a while. I know. I'm so I'm so it, prepared. The problem for this. is it's almost like you haven't for a while because you're acting like you're in front of our webcam. So <laughs> it is hilarious. I'm to just watch a showman. You. It's, it's hilarious <laughs> to watch you. So I think we're gonna talk to the host first. Brad? Hey, thanks, man. That's bullshit. <laughs> Everyone knows. Everybody he's the coast. has been giving him shit about that lately, and it is fantastic. They've been calling him the producer. And he I'm does like, all the work. I'm like, he's the co-producer. I'm producer. He does nope, all the work. I would be the producer. Get... If anything, you'd be closer to the director. And yeah, he puts in all the money. He puts in the time to do all the editing. I'm the CEO, CFO. Yeah. <laughs> He's the treasurer. That's the CFO. <laughs> Chief financial officer. I know you didn't know that. That's why I said it. Yeah. I'm burping too much. Hold on. <laughs> that Burp. damn mango. You should have gone yeah. with the peach. Yeah, I know. Didn't I say peach? You did. Then I went with mango. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> but yeah, everyone, everyone has been giving me shit. And I'm like, no, I'm the host. He's the co-host. I'm the producer. He's the co-producer. He's my co-friend. <laughs> someone, someone decided that they love me. You want to read a text out loud on the middle of a podcast? <laughs> hey, my tests came back positive. You have hemorrhoids. <laughs> Bumble, your next virtual date might be just a swipe away. Ooh. You hear that, ladies? I'm just a swipe away. <laughs> uh turn that down. That that's that's actually one of my favorite vines is uh it's it's like, I'm sorry, Marcy, you can't sit with us. Well, Janet, I can't sit anywhere because I have, I have hemorrhoids. hemorrhoids. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. So Alrighty. Uh, so uh, on on that note, on I, hemorrhoids. I'm Mike. Yeah. That's... Or, or depending on what we talk about today, I, and you don't agree with my opinions, I am not Mike, and I am actually, uh, uh, I'm panicking, uh, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Freddy. My name's Freddy. He's blue from the original Pokemon games. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Ash Ketchum. <laughs> Gotta catch them. Up. I do love that their original names were just red and blue. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. You know why? No, I don't know why. It's gay, game wars. Oh, I thought you were just going to say, <laughs> I heard it's gay originally. No, it's, you know, you got to, you got to represent your colors, you know, bloods and crips and such. Yeah. yeah. They just couldn't put, you know, six letters in the name, so it couldn't be crips, uh, so they had to change it to blue. Yeah. West side, east side, Biggie or Tupac, you know, just saying, I'm hood. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> On that was, note, mm. on the hood note, <laughs> God, I don't even know how to follow up with that. Um, we are actually here. Mike rode in the car, so he's part of the podcast. But mostly, this is going to be about Brad and his obsession. I guess so. Hobby? Can we say uh, his passion? I like passion better passion. because passion obs- probably sounds a lot better it, than obsession. It, it does for sure. <laughs> So yeah, it makes like it sounds like you want to 
fuck what you want to talk about. Obsession or passion? Passion. Wait, no, obsession. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm now I'm just thinking of the song. Now he's confused. Uh, he is for sure confused. Mike, it's time for you to be quiet now. Sounds good. <laughs> I can't accomplish that. So, uh, my friends know this, but you guys uh, probably don't know this at all. Is I am really not a fan of politics. I'm not a fan of any of that type of stuff. But in the spirit of this podcast, in the spirit of me learning about people's passions and learning about a bunch of different things, uh, you know, anything is worth talking about, and everything is uh, everything is good in a certain de- in a certain degree to learn about. Um, Brad here has looked into politics for it sounds like most of your life at this point. So not actually a whole lot of my life. Um, I probably started thinking about it. A lot more probably about 10 years ago was actually when I really started to get into it. When I was in high school, I wanted to be a lawyer. That was Mm -hmm. kind of what I really wanted to do. But schooling and stuff just did not work out for me. Like, so I just kind of changed focuses and did other stuff. But it was about 10 years ago. I was like, you know, it'd be nice to actually want to get into politics, like actually become a senator or a congressman or um something along those lines yeah and so i started to get into it a lot more that's why you like to argue with me is because you want to be a lawyer you son of a bitch oh i always wanted to be a lawyer (laughs) it was that was one of the greatest things was in in high school i uh me and and my buddy actually i was never in debate class Mm -hmm. uh me and my buddy actually got arrested for a uh disturbing the peace um and we took it to court and we fought it and won off of the fact that we were using an adjective instead of a verb. So we weren't actually, because it was an argument, honestly, over a store manager saying (laughs) that we called her a bitch. And we argued that we said she didn't have to act like a bitch. So we actually didn't call her something. It was used to describe her as something <laughs> and the judge threw it out on that merit. It you was amazing won? and I was like, oh my god, I need to be a lawyer for this one fact. You know what that oh reminds me of? of? Of Sam Rockwell in uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri what, where he's like, what are you stupid? Do you just call me stupid? No, I said are you stupid? Yeah, I, no, I was asking a question. Yeah, I was asking <laughs> a question. Not a statement of fact. Um, but back then, like I looked into a few different things. Uh, that was one of my favorite things was, uh, our high school project is we had to come up with a law and how to implement that. Yeah. And so I was actually part of like two different groups. One was just like helping. And then there was mine, which sucked because nobody actually helped me. So I had to do the whole damn thing myself, <laughs> but one was on legalizing marijuana. And then the other one was on, um, basically creating like legal street racing really that yeah. would be interesting so so that's kind of what got you into all of this that like is kind it of was what the, got me the, into the, it the like i said it was about it, 10 yeah. years ago i really started getting into it and then around the start of the trump era because mm. at that point that's when politics went like front and center like it went bananas i mean you look at like twitter facebook everything you couldn't turn a corner without just seeing something that was political and for when when 2015 that, yeah. 16 hit that's all that there was everywhere was just politics for a person that hates politics yeah. that was awful um uh, it was terrible yeah that's when i started getting into a lot more different podcasts uh paying a lot more attention um 
and then also seeing just some of the changes and you know i've been a gamer for a long time mm-hmm. and just seeing like gamergate started starting to hit and stuff and and sjw's and stuff like that and so that also kind of pushed me even further and closer into getting into politics so so that's i that's awesome i never knew that about yeah. you that's crazy and it sounds like there were some things in there that mike didn't know about yeah a little either. bit um I didn't know you wanted to be a lawyer, but maybe I did because you also also wanted to go into the military, but then you couldn't. And yeah, so yeah, but that's because you know his fa- his family is military. My family's military. Mm. So. so I I actually tried to enlist on nine eleven. Wow. Yeah. I also tried, failed. Yeah, you were way too young though. <laughs> Different reason why you couldn't join. So I uh, w- went down to the recruiting office, and I was actually rejected at that time because, A, I'm colorblind. So it's that's not a like straight disqualification, yeah. but it disqualifies certain jobs. Like I couldn't be an electrician or whatever or else because of color-coded like wires and, mm-hmm. and yeah, pilot yeah. and stuff like that. But um, the bigger issue was going through high school, I had scoliosis. So once I like finished actually, you know, growing in that, I, mm-hmm. I think it was about 24 is when this my spine truly just went straight but um but it was a little bit of a of a disqualifying factor and the recruiter looked at me and said because of the events of today we've already had four thousand people that have came in and tried to join so i have to automatically just say no because they had such an influx on that they have to be perfect that they were just like we we have so many people to pick from. I can easily just say because of any medical condition, no, not going to yeah. let you in. Where now they'll take pretty much anybody because there's a bit of a shortage. Nah, I'm that is true. <clears throat> I I actually am flat footed. Oh, oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, I I, and I s- don't have depth perception. I I I, about I that, said though. two jokes that nobody really caught. So <laughs> well, maybe we'll catch them at the end <laughs> when somebody actually listens to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know a lot about about that, but um, I have a question for you, Brad. Yeah. Did, so did you do pretty well when you had to take like economics and politics and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like you kind of got got it down fairly quick. Yeah. Um, U.S. history was probably like the easiest class that in economy was two of my easiest classes. Um partially because if you like something you're going to pay more attention to it that's true um but other than that like i under i just understand a lot of stuff of like law and like policies and stuff like that um which is good because if you're trying to read anything like you look at some of these executive orders or stuff from like congress when they're like here's five thousand pages i need you to read in like 10 minutes which nobody's going to be able to read but when you're looking at it the verbiage that they put in there is just to confuse you so the average person reading it it's horrible when you look at reading there's there's a lot of times I, i easily get tripped up and i understand a lot of this stuff so just for the general person that pays zero attention they're they're not going to understand a lot of what's going on okay which so honestly would you say- makes it really hard right now when there's um you look at like a lot of these different bills that they put out like the last omnibus sp- uh spending bill it was over 5000 pages they had 24 days to go through and they're expecting 
junior congressman that literally just got voted in two days earlier to be like, yeah, you're going to pass this. <laughs> like they they don't have the experience in there, number one, to understand what they're doing. Um, not to be disparaging, but you look at like AOC. Um, okay, you're going to have to tell me. Uh, oh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Okay. She's a, a congresswoman in, in New York. Um, but like two years ago, before she was a congressman, she was a bar... Um, she was a waitress in a bar. Really? Yes. Which, that's one of the greatest things about the U.S. Mm-hmm. Is anybody can get into politics. Uh, you just have to have the drive. And, yeah, there is a bit of, like, money needed to, you, you know. You get backers but and things you can, like yeah, that. But you can't. Anybody actually can. And I'm not a huge fan of AOC. Uh, she is generally on the other side of the aisle of what most my policy standpoints mm-hmm. would be. But I can respect that that she came yeah. from very humble beginnings and went up but you look at her two years ago when she got into congress do you think a waitress really had the know-how to vote on a lot of these issues probably not it's it's probably a lot different now but that same thing they just put in that omnibus spending bill none of these new congressmen knew exactly what they were doing unless this is something that they've been actually researching and they wanted to yeah. be in politics since high school. That's that's how you kind of get a lot of these like yes men kind yeah. of thing where they're just like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. And then they go to their party leaders and they just go just just when it comes to when your name is called, just say I. So yeah, that's why you see a lot of just party line voting, which is horrible. Yeah, horrible. Can you explain what party line voting is? So party line voting is basically, and we see it a lot now, which is uh, if it's part of your party, you're going to vote for it. No matter what it is, you're just going to vote for it. So one of the bigger things is like impeachment. Okay. okay? Instead of going off of the merits, I guess a better one would be probably uh, Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation hearing to um, the The Supreme Supreme Court justice. Okay. okay. She had nothing disqualifying about her. There wasn't anything really bad about her. They were trying to push on the fact that she's Catholic. Uh, so is Joe Biden. Uh, so I don't understand like that difference. Like they're both just that's just a religious aspect. Um, she's never actually used that in any of her like court filings so far of like letting it sway her judgment. So th- there's been nothing that was disparaging about her. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in con- in confirming her uh, appointment. Literally, all Democrats opposed it. Every single one of them. Not a single one said, yes, I'll vote for her. Where, on the flip side, you had every single Republican vote exactly for her. So she got in on a 51 to 49 vote, which is horrible. You look back at, like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Mm -hmm. which there's a lot of people on the right that absolutely do not like her, like, now and stuff like that. But back then, even that same thing... There was only three people that dissented. She was, she almost had a hunt, like, you know, almost hundred percent, like, uh, uniform consent for that. It was ninety-seven it was, wow. to three. I was about to say it was like ninety-seven. Um, and there was, so yeah, it was ninety-seven to three. Um, and there was a lot of people that just didn't agree. But right now, because Amy Coney Barrett has a different viewpoint than some of the other ones, they're just being told you need to vote this way because that this is the way that the Democrats vote, and that's. It's a horrible thing that we're doing right now. It's just mm-hmm. causing a lot more division in this country instead of trying to find that compromise. So that's one of the things that right now is 
harming our country is, sure. is the inability to compromise, work together, and trying to try to find solutions. Yeah, and, and the no matter and, what side of the yes. coin you end up yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, and the ability to like think it through and kind of just go, okay, well, she may not think like I do, but she's going to be fair. She's going to be fair and righteous and go by the law, kind of thing. Like I, I'm not a fan of the lady, um, but of Amy Comey Barrett. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like another like uh, so that's that's party line for like congressmen and senators and stuff like that. Like okay. that's that's that. But uh, also people can also vote vote party line as citizens. So example is like if you were a Democrat, you could vote party line for straight down the ballot so you could go oh, you only vote which democrat, is what most democrat, people do democrat, most democrat, people democrat, only democrat. vote okay. one way straight down so if they voted for trump they voted for republican down the board down ticket mm, for um or if they voted for biden they vote just down ticket yeah. most especially in voting you see it a lot because most people don't pay attention to their local politics which is dumb because local politics is what's affect what honestly affects you um, far more than the rest far of it. more than anything else I mean, Joe Biden can throw in all of his, you know, like there's a bunch of executive orders that he's already done. He's done some on immigration and stuff like that. Like, I think the newest immigration people are saying it's going to bring in like 1.2 million, you know, um, illegal immigrants into the country in that. Mm -hmm. Even if you like divided that by state, like we're not going to see more than like 50,000. It, And in our state, you spread that out, we're not going to see that big of an influx. You compare that to like the local mayor here who did a, like a mask mandate. And then you compare that just to the next County over where they didn't do one. One that affects you a lot more seeing maybe an immigrant or something that actually affects your day to day, like just going on. So most people don't pay attention to local, which is the number one thing they probably should be paying attention to, because that's what's going to affect um, your actual like, yeah, life. your schools, your roads being fixed, um, any new like development, housing, um, local sales tax, stuff like that. But right now, people are so busy and concerned about the president that they don't pay attention to anything close, which is honestly it's really bad especially especially since uh uh the people voted locally don't have term limits really well, honestly neither do federal right like nobody like, really has term limits like only the president obviously has term limits Te he's the only one that does i thought there was one more no he's the only one that does okay yeah but like you could you, you look at Pelosi, same... she's been in the House of Representatives for 30-some-odd years. Right. Um, and Turtle Man McConnell's been in there for, like, 35. So, like... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah there's, no, there's, there's no term limits except for president, and that's specifically put into the Constitution. I mean, hell, our, our senator has been in for, like, what, 15 years at this point? Almost 20? And uh, like our governor, our governor, like he's yeah. I think Crapo has not Rish. Yeah, Rish but like, hasn't. But like our governor has been the first new govern governor in the past like five years. Like because the other guy, uh, he's he was the governor for 
for what seven eight maybe more I stumped him. Was it, was it only eight? Because I think the one before him was 16 years that he was in. It may have been. I mean, I'm just saying like... the, the He the, might our, have our, only been... He may may have only been in there for eight years. Yeah, you may be right on that. Uh, but like our governor, like the only reason was uh, the, the past governor was like, I'm retiring. I'm out. <clears throat> I, I got my I just money. don't want to be here anymore yeah. type thing instead of... Yeah. I still think it's crazy the idea that that we moved away from the idea where we moved away from the idea of government service was that was just that was just a service job. You still went and did your regular job and then you go and do your government thing. So I think a lot of problem with that is the fact of lobbying and special interests. We've we've made it lucrative. Mm-hmm. Um it's I mean you could be a, what they call a statesman, which a statesman is one that they just they care about the people. They care about what's actually going on. Um, and then you compare that to like a careerist. Um, a statesman is going to make exactly what you're supposed to be. So like I think our local representatives get like I want to say it's about 40, 45 K a year, okay. which is not bad. Now they do get uh, it's, extra it's right above the poverty line, <laughs> but they also get expenses. So like yeah. you get paid for like living in your house or any travel and their travels, like literally it's something's bullshit. Like you get like $4 for a mile. Like it's nothing even close to like what it should. Like that's where their extra money comes in on mm. that type of thing. But for a local person, honestly, they don't make a whole lot of money. Um, but even like Congress, it's about $160,000, which is a lot of money. That's a decent amount. Yeah. But if, if you're just a statesman and that's all you're making, you, if you think about it, you actually have to own two homes or you actually have to live in two places. You have to hold your current resident at your state. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to hold a residency in Washington, DC. Um, so 160,000 especially when you have to hold a residency in, the two, yeah. in DC is not actually a whole lot of money. That's there's actually a bunch of broke um congressmen in that that try to, you know, they do the wrong thing. You're not you're supposed to not do this, but they'll sleep in their office or on the floor um instead of buying a place because it's so expensive in Washington DC. Now you compare that to like uh, a careerist where you have the oil industry that comes in and goes, hey, so, you know, it'd be really great uh, if you guys would vote for this bill. Um, how about we go out for a great dinner or I'm going to donate like $20,000 to your personal uh, 301C. Uh, I'm gonna, what's, a, what's a 301C? Uh, like a nonprofit, basically. Okay. Um, but it's an easy way to like bribe without bribe because I'm giving it for you for tax purposes and, and it, you can help the homeless or whatever. So, um, but I, you can make 20 K get a great dinner and you're also getting your 160 K. And mm-hmm. if you get enough lobbyists, you can make a hell of a lot more money than anybody that's actually trying to help your constituents. And that's kind of the problem right now. There's so much corruption in money that it's way more lucrative 
instead of actually paying attention and just trying to help the people and, and just being in service. Doing what you were doing, what you're supposed to do to just go, if I fucking stay here for 30 years, I can make like a million dollars a fucking year. You look at Congress. I think there's less than 15% that are not millionaires. That's that's a bad problem. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's one of the hilarious things when you look at it. it. Was probably about a year and a half ago. You can track the exact moment when Bernie Sanders stopped saying the millionaires and the billionaires to just the billionaires, and it tracks to the exact moment that he became a millionaire. Hmm. So that is nuts. Yeah, that is ridiculous. So I would say one of the bigger issues is actually just taking money out of politics. Uh, more, I would say, lobbying. Um, because I'm actually okay for the most part with people being able to donate for like campaigns and stuff like that. Mm. I know there's a lot of people that don't like that. They don't like the fact that certain companies can give. Um, which companies actually cannot give that much. I think it's like $2,500. In comparison yeah, to... To an individual. And that's usually what you'll see is like Amazon donated... $2,500. Bezos, on the other hand, donated $5 million. Like, the, the discrepancy is he just did it himself instead of actually through the business. And a lot of it is also just for lobbying purposes. But at the same time, if I liked somebody, I should be able to give them some money. The yeah. problem that also does arise, though, is the fact that you do have people that have so much money that they can influence you more than half of your constituents ever could like every one of the constituents could be like, I can give only what I can, which is like 20 bucks. And you have like 40,000 people in your area. Yeah. It's a decent amount of change. Yeah. But when you have one guy that's a millionaire, that's just like, Hey, I'm going to give you 5 million. <laughs> which one holds a lot more weight. You're probably going to do what the one guy wants instead of the other guys. Cause what are they going to do? Maybe just call your office and say, I don't like that bill. Yeah. No. Oh, no. So that, yeah. that so there there is a catch twenty two with it. Um, but I'm a little bit more okay with that. But I I do wish we could take lobbying out. It it, it kind of like it works in like TV shows a lot of the times where it's like, hey, this president or 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 you know a person who's running for president and like the National uh, Rifle Association is just like, hey we're going to give you some money towards your campaign. And then like a school shooting happens when, when that person's president and he's just like, yeah, we should, we should really do something about guns. And then you have just like a, like a not press sec secretary, but you have one of the like staff cabinet people just go, go, um, yeah, but don't forget the NRA just like gave you money. So you really can't like, just be like no more guns, you know? It, like they work it in TV shows too. Yeah, that's a horrible example, but that's pretty much what happens <laughs> when when people give money. I mean, that was one thing that happened with the the last shooting that happened in Florida. God, what was that one called? Are you talking about the nightclub? No, the school shooting. Oh, gotcha. Um, I should know it. Give a shit anymore at this point. I know, like Columbine. The, no, Columbine was, it was not a long there. time. Ago. It was a long time ago for one, and the other side of the country. Um, but that's where you got a lot of the activists, like David Hogg and crap like that. But um, that was one thing that came out was they started slamming every single um, politician in that that took money from the NRA. Yeah, 
and tried to get them out of office for that reason because they were they were baby killers which is which is interesting because so usually republicans are very much for guns like every every but every cold-blooded american show did you say cold-blooded hot-blooded warm-blooded I think it's just red-blooded Americans. It is red-blooded. Uh, blue-blooded Americans. Because it's blue uh, unless it gets oxygen. That was a so, anime joke. So all I've dead had, I've Americans. Had multiple, I've had multiple uh, like blood draws. The blood is red in the tube, and the tube is sealed. There's still oxygen that gets in. So wouldn't that mean there's oxygen in the blood then? Even if it's just in the veins, so it's still red, right? I'm not crazy, like, like, no, the, you're not crazy. That's why certain veins are actually blue. Blue, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So, uh, but th- there always is a little bit in there. Um, not only that, but those even uh, like a sealed syringe has. It's not like they suck the oxygen out of the <laughs> syringe. So even as soon as they start pulling back the yeah the, the plunger, you're gonna get it in there. Um. But but yeah, so like usually Republicans are are like everyone should own guns, which and, they should. And 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 <laughs> Brad Brad I'm... here is like is like is like baby killers, right? And I just think of 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 like of like abortion, and where it's like Republicans are usually against abortion because uh, they they call Democrats baby killers. So no matter what, they're baby killers. Like if you're looking at Democrats or Republicans, they're yeah. baby killers. Yeah. Or Vietnam vets. That is that is one of the things that it is hard with politics, mm. um, especially like looking at that type of a thing, is the different viewpoints on certain things. Because you will hear that argument. I've heard that argument a ton, which is, well, if you're so infatuated with abortion and the rights of that, then... Sorry. And, and the... time. And, and the... <laughs> Did hip-hop. you do your push-ups? Yeah. And the hypocrisy of 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 some of them but yeah so you'll see a lot of like you know you're okay with killing a baby but then again but then you want everybody to have a gun which does you know more killing which number one it doesn't do more killing number two i think one of the best responses i've ever heard to that is um one is the act of actually killing the other one doesn't actually cause killing so if you buy a gun and you just put it in a gun safe. Is it killing anybody? No. It actually takes an act of somebody doing something that is deranged to actually kill somebody. If you are doing an abortion, it is literally the act of killing somebody. Like, you can't say it's not. Like, it flat out is. You can argue that it's only a clump of cells, but if you leave it there long enough, it will become a baby. It is the act of killing buying a gun is not actually the act of killing. And it's more a semantic argument that they're trying to use of evil. Uh, I always hear the, uh, the joke where it's like, it's like Republicans care about uh, a child when it's in the mother's belly. Once it's out, they don't care. <laughs> like, like once it like gets yep. to a certain point, they're just like, yeah, that's another thing that a lot of people will say too. Yeah. Which is just, that's another kind of fallacy in there. You look at a lot of those different groups in that, they actually do um, bring up a lot of nonprofits to help out mothers and get, you know, um, adoptions and stuff like that. 
The other thing you have to look at is the sheer amount of cases. I think on a yearly basis, it's something along the lines of 4.8 million abortions happen a year. Mm. Could you imagine the amount of capital it would take to supply that, like just for every one of those kids? I I think it's dumb because I have two kids, but I've heard the estimate where it's like $50,000 a year is what it takes to for a kid. And number one, that is insane. I don't make $50,000 a year <laughs> and I have two of them. I don't need a hundred K just to like for my kids for, a year. That all, is, you would definitely take a hundred. Oh, I though. would, but you don't need it. Like I, I don't understand their argument on that one unless your kids are getting leukemia every year. Like there's just no reason for a hundred K a year on a kid. Like, I think the I think first that's year mainly why there's hemi downs now. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it's just not the way it is. Yeah. But even if we were to take that estimate, you're looking at fifty thousand times four point eight million. The sheer amount of money you would need, capital wise, is just not possible. It's yeah, just not possible. So I hate that argument of oh, you only care about them while they're in the in the womb, or you know, it's my body, my choice. Well, technically, you don't have four legs, four arms, four eyes, two noses. It's not your body. After a month, it has a different blood, a different DNA structure. It's not part of your body. That's like saying a virus is part of your body. Technically, it's not. It's an invading force, but it's uh, not part of your body. Well, so a baby could be an invading force, too. I'm just I mean, saying. it technically kind of <laughs> is. If you kind of look at it, it's more of a uh, like a, a parasite. Yeah. But it is a parasite that most people love and will eventually give names. <laughs> it's also a parasite even when it's... It's also a parasite no when idea. it's out of the body, too, yeah. some people say. so. Uh I th- that's one of my favorite jokes I've ever heard is uh, <laughs> kids. There's the reason that kids and AIDS are both just four letters is because kids is, should be designated an STD because <laughs> the main reason is an STD. How do you know what's a bad STD? It burns. Does having a kid burn? Yes, it burns. <laughs> it's a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Getting off of that topic, though, um, I actually did do a, a little bit of research into uh-huh. something that I wanted to hear your opinion on. Oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so I started, it was kind of a weird rabbit hole. Um, I started like just looking, click, looking through political videos yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I clicked on this guy that was talking about uh, Black Lives Matter, and his name was Larry, Larry Elder. Oh, God. I was, I was I waiting don't for know. him to say Doug Jones. And I was like, I was, please say Doug Jones. Please say Doug Jones. I don't know who Doug Jones is. He turns the freaking frogs gay. You mean Alex Jones. Oh, did I say oh, Doug Jones? Yes, you said. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's the d- freaking frogs gay? Doug Jones is a football player. That's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> And we also just talked about Alex Jones, damn it. Yeah, bad. But uh, Larry Elder, mm-hmm. and he was talking about, um, it was kind of, I started watching through some of his videos and different things like that, and he definitely leans more on the Republican side of Absolutely, it. Absolutely, he does. Um, but it was interesting to listen to his opinions 
about race and his facts that he would use to to back up mm-hmm. uh talking about like systemic racism and different things like that and how he hasn't seen any like actual systemic racism and no one can tell him about that type of stuff um but the the big one for me was there was this video where they were uh where he says he gets plenty of people talking to him that ask him when was the last time that he was called the n-word by like by someone and he always has to clarify like is it (laughs) why are you looking like that are you looking like a ninja i don't know i was i was just listening to you and then i just did it It just happened (laughs) uh uh, and basically, he he has to clarify the idea of like by a white person or by a black person. Yeah, and he says like that he can he can remember the last time he was called the n word by a white person, and it was like thirty years ago, and it was it was something very specific. And he like he had he goes past these moments of him being called that, and it's like at that at every point of that other people stepped in both white and black stepped in to mm-hmm. to say that that was not okay like to stop that from happening but he played multiple calls of some of uh, from from black viewers and black listeners and stuff like that of some of the most racist and bigoted things i've ever heard in my life yeah talking about him and so it's crazy to me the idea that someone's skin color can be so much of a defining feature of them that when another person of that same skin color doesn't vote the way that they want them to or doesn't put go in the right you know go in the direction that they want them to or believe the same things that yep. they want them to it like it ends up basically like really shunning people and so it was funny because I've talked to different people about this type of stuff and no one can tell me exactly why besides the fact that they, they say that the, the black community believes that like they're selling out their own kind. Hmm. So at what point did we stop being just like all of us being humans? Like, why can't we just be humans, like, coming through and saying, hey, I've got this opinion, I've got that opinion? So I think uh, the bigger problem with that is the fact that, in general, we all do. Yeah. Um, I think the bigger issue is actually social media and media in general that has actually caused that bigger, like, where it looks like we don't act that way or whatever else. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, none of us are black here. No. But I don't know about you guys. I have a black friend, stuff like that. I have multiple black friends. Um, when's the last time you've heard anybody in your life denigrate a black person with that word? I've never heard it. Now I have I've heard... heard white people call other white people that word. Exactly. Now I have heard jokes. Really? Yeah, that's. Uh... Oh, I. You just suddenly looked at me like like confirmation that I've done that, and I'm just no, like, I no, mean, no, no. I was just saying. Mike you... did it on the drive over here. No, no, so no. stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Don't you spread that. Um, but I've never heard that. Now, I've heard jokes in that. Like, I, I've, I've heard jokes even from, like, certain family members in that. Mm. Just, But they're jokes. I've never heard yeah. somebody, like, explicitly call somebody that. Even, like, 
if they saw somebody and then they walked away and then were just like, that guy was a, you know, like that is not something I've ever heard just in normal, um, everyday conversation, everyday conversation or anything else. And especially when I look at it of like, I remember growing up and I remember Idaho being known for only two things, which was potatoes and skinheads. And yet I have never heard any of those kind of remarks. Yeah. Um, I think it's more of a fallacy that you're that 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 is so widespread. Um, I will say though, and I am a little bit more on agreement. I have heard Larry Elder before. I think he's a little bit more bombastic than some other people mm-hmm. um, that are maybe a little bit more like centered on it. But I think he has a different kind of perspective because he's probably lived some of those more things yeah, that, that, that we have. That was part of what he talked um, about. Yeah. But it, I don't I don't think it's that big of an issue, like really. And even like personally, I don't even see, and that's one of those things that could get me in like in trouble or whatever else. I don't believe that there really is systemic racism right now. I think there are things that historically have happened that there still are ramifications for. You know, like redlining I, and, yeah. and and uh, block districts and stuff like that. These things are true. They have had a, an immediate effect. Um, there's and a reason that, there are still that, that the average, that happen, yeah. yeah, that have rippled past. But the, there's reasons why the average, like, black wealth isn't equal to white wealth. And that's the fact that they've only had, what, 50, 60 years to gain it, like, I mean, I guess you could say like a hundred or so since like slavery was ended, but mm-hmm. then there was more of the civil rights era, depending on where you live. So yeah. I'm going to shoot that down to about 60 years that they've had to gain wealth compared to the average like white American has had 250 years to gain wealth in this country. Mm-hmm. So there are those things, but systemically that means there's something that still is present today that stops them from having wealth. And I don't think there is. There is no specific laws that stop like blacks from having a leg up that don't hinder whites. If anything, there's more the inverse. Mm-hmm. So there like like I said, I don't think there's a systemic problem. There are still some historical connotations that are still gonna take probably a good hundred years to overcome before we're completely equal. But I think as a country, we've actually done an amazing job to equalize. To those. help to equalize everything. Yeah. And I think that's one of like the beauties of like the Constitution in that is the ability to amend and make those changes to make it fair. For sure. That's yeah. It was just something that I because I knew I wanted to have something to talk about when I when I came into this and it just it. It ended up being interesting because it was just this rabbit hole of like there were like I went from him to a bunch of other Mm -hmm. black YouTubers and things like that that lean more towards the right side. And they say they've they've been persecuted by their own people. Usually. And I think it's so crazy, especially when you look at like like um, right leaning blacks, Mm -hmm. they usually will say that they've had more of that issue from either their own community of blacks mm. or from the left in general. Hmm. So uh, I would like to jump in. Uh, I was thinking about this of, of a few different things of like, of like when you were a ninja, 
No, that's behind me now. <laughs> um, but like, like people gotta remember that people are just people, and people change. And and one of the biggest things is like is is like we were saying earlier, like voting party line. If if you think like like if if one black person thinks that another black person is basically selling out their race because they're not voting party line, then you're not changing, you know? So like it, like everyone, everyone has their own opinions. It's not just a Mm -hmm. set thing. It's not a biological thing. You don't, you're not born going, I'm a Democrat. You know, that's, that's something that's installed upon you like through your family and where you grow up in and and the region you're in and kind of thing but what's nice is like i would say like i love that the way you talk about that is the same way you talk about like you talk about like kkk members and stuff like that not just specifically democrats and stuff like that but just like the idea that it was it's not something you're born with it's something that you learn over years and years I mean, and years of I, different i was gonna things. bring this up later but i actually watched a video today there's a um there's a tattoo parlor that um will cover up uh people's racist tattoos so they'll cover up for free like your swastikas and actually did a deep dive onto this one is it a local one it's not here it was on reddit so there is a one locally that does it but they actually don't it's not relegated to racist tattoos it was actually started because of gang tattoos because of the amount of people that would move up here from like la area so they would get rid of of gang tattoos so that they could actually have a better chance of moving up here peacefully transitioning so that even if they move up here and there's like another gang member that also moved up here there isn't any animosity because there's nothing to see and now it's just like a brand new start so there is actually a place around here that does that's similar awesome what's Uh, do you know their name i don't know their name we should probably look that up because yeah. that's that's a really cool idea. For yeah, them. yeah, and it's really awesome because it, it also reminds me there was a I saw also on Reddit like there was a company like a uh, like a uh, dry cleaning company that like if you have a suit that you need dry cleaned, bring in they'll do it for free if you have like a job interview. And so it's places like that that just kind of like be like, hey, we got you, we'll help you out, kind of thing. But Anyway, back to the tattoo parlor, mm. like they, they specifically cover up like racist tattoos and stuff or tattoos you get in prison that are racist. And and the the guy who does it was like, honestly, most of the time people don't know that like that's what they got in, in not in the sense of like they went to a tattoo place and they're like, give me a swastika. It's more of like if like you're in prison and and you're just hanging out with the wrong people and they you know, put a tattoo on your back. You don't know what they're really drawing until they're like, there you go. There's a swastika. So it but- also, especially in this day and age, a, a, a worse problem is the fact that so many things are being co-opted and changed racist. Yeah. Like, like this. Do you have an example? Yes, I do. So the easiest, that is an example right there. The okay. You, the, the okay hand sign. Like, Oh, well, that doesn't show. That says but. peace. Yeah. But like this, this? Or victory, depending on like what part of the world you're. No, literally this. No, this one is that, that's what I was yeah. talking so, about. So literally putting your your pointer finger and your thumb together and raising three fingers as an okay sign, like hey, okay, that is considered racist. Yep, because it's 
People have designated it, and it this started on 4chan. It's a complete joke fabrication, but people take it now so seriously. People have been kicked out of like sports arenas, stuff like that. They've been kicked out of their jobs, stuff like that, because they're what they say it represents is a W and a P, as in for white power. power. Oh. Yeah, same thing. That with... didn't even register. No, and so this is one of the the funny jokes is the fact of oh, so every scuba diver is racist because that's how you have to. The, yeah. So okay is the sign of like I have like there's no issue like I still have oxygen stuff like that. You're good like to go. how the it's, hell are you going to talk it's the, during like one yeah. of the first signs that you learn in like scuba training and that is the okay hand sign. Um. So, but a lot of things are being co opted. Another one is the Gadsden flag. So the Gadsden flag okay. is, um, it's like the curled up rattlesnake. Um, and it's the, the one that, that says, the, don't, tread, don't on tread on me. Yep. And so that I've was, never understood that. Flag. So that was initially a, um, England revolutionary did. war. Yeah. Um, symbol okay. of basically us like taking our independence and just being like, you know, you can't like the Boston tea party. You, we are our own people. Okay. Don't tread on me or we will like, it's it's basically meant to be like it's a it's a rattlesnake, right? If you leave the rattlesnake alone, you will be fine. But if that rattlesnake curls up and you're still gonna come closer, it's gonna bite you and you're gonna die. I will and s- that's what it means by "don't tread on me," "don't step on me," and or good. I will bite back. So that is now being considered, especially after this is one of the newest things that's came out, January sixth and the storming of the Capitol. Mm. So the Gadsden flag, they actually kicked out multiple different like um, people um, in the National Guard units that were there to um, guard the during the inauguration and stuff like okay. that. Um, they kicked out, uh, I think it was about 12 different people, not all of them for just the Gadsden flag, but because of multiple different things, but because it's now a sign of white supremacy which is BS. I can tell you, number one, almost all uh, Navy uniforms actually have that symbol on their uniform Interesting. because it was part of the revolutionary flag. Um, my father, your grandfather, also had that because mm-hmm. that was their battalion um, insignia. Insignia. That was the Gadsden flag. So, I so s- it's being co-opted. And so now that is considered like if somebody was to go into like an emergency room and they saw that they they would just write them down as uh, being a racist. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's so that's I, another I, problem with that. Gra- granted, and this is just from my own personal thing. I've seen a lot of people that you know proudly pr- display that flag mm-hmm. and like push push a huge, especially in this area. Especially in this area. I mean, we're yeah, we're in Idaho. <laughs> um. But there's a point of it just with from the people that I've met that and there were there were plenty of them that were totally that didn't point it out, didn't do mm-hmm. anything like that. But I also met a large a, a decently sized group of them that were pushing that like hardcore no matter what was happening. Like that they were using that almost that rhetoric no matter what like whether what no matter what was what was happening in our uh, you know matter what was happening in our government no matter what was mm-hmm. happening with all of that stuff and i know i got personally tired of listening to that type of stuff and that's not to say that 
like I said, it's not that I, not to say that I think anything is racist with it or anything like that, but I also don't, I think that you should be able to display it proudly, but you shouldn't be able to just shove it in someone else's face. Personally, and I think that that's how I I feel like that that's how any symbol should work. That you should be able to do that for yourself and showing other people, but you shouldn't be able to take that. I I agree with you. At the same time, I don't think there's very many situations I can think of where honestly it would be thrown in your face unless it's somebody that you're just meeting. They just won't leave you the f alone about it. I met a huge amount of people, but I'm just no. It was just it was specifically the pawn shop that I worked at. Gotcha. And so it was. I met a lot of them going through that sort of transition and pushing, pushing that almost to the idea of like they didn't. You know the idea of those people that glom onto an idea because they know, like, hey, this can solve my problems or I can use this to make myself seem more important Yes, sort of thing? That's what it felt like a lot of the time for me. So I, I ended up becoming biased because of that situation of just seeing so many people that mm-hmm. worked like that, that the people that didn't work like and that. And I can understand that point, and I... I I do agree with that. Yeah. Um, I see it kind of like the whole like Confederate flag thing. Mm-hmm. If we all know somebody minimum that has one, <laughs> we all know one, but it's not like he uses it to be like, we're the best and blah, blah, blah. Like some of these idiots flat out try to use it as, yeah. um, it's almost like just a remembering type of a thing. And, I would say most people that I've known with the Gadsden flag, that's kind of how they are. It's yeah. more like of a reminder of just like, you're just not going to fuck with me. Like for this, sure, this is the way it's going to be. But the people that take it crazy, like I've met a few people up here that have the Confederate flag and they take it to an extreme level. And it's yes. like, dude, number one, you're dumb. Number two, you're not in the South. This is Idaho. <laughs> like, we're about as- <laughs> It doesn't make any sense for you to be flying that here. Um, and then they they still think that they won. It's like, no, dude, you lost. Like, that's the thing. You lost. Just give it up. <laughs> the, I will make one point since you brought up the Confederate flag. And I don't know if I've told you this guy's this story. So I do a lot of, for the people out there, I do a lot of tabletop role-playing games. I, I, I run a lot of them. And uh, we did one that was set in the in the Civil War, mm-hmm. and so I needed figurines and things like that. And so I got a little children's bucket that was supposed to be an educational toy, uh-huh. a children's bucket. And I got a message, like as it was being delivered, that I didn't really rec that I I it was something like something was weird about your thing, and so I was like I didn't really pay attention to it until I got it, and then I opened it up. And all the Confederate flags that were on the things, like they were just stickers that were on the flag, had been removed from it. (laughs) And so I just had this really crazy moment of like, this is supposed to be an accurate educational toy so that you can see, like you can set things up. Uh Why would you remove it? That's so crazy to me. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a purge for that, which is a horrible thing that's right now happening with our culture right now. We're removing Mm. anything that's deemed to have a negative connotation. And I honestly, personal belief, 
it's just going to lead us to repeat history our mistakes of the past if we do not know the mistakes of the past we're due to just repeat them yeah it's actually becoming a, a really bad problem um we have definitions that are being changed. We have books that are being mm-hmm. like digitally burned. We have symbols that are being overtaken. You can't do anything. Electric boogaloo. This, yeah, that's what the uh, so so. Yeah, what was that movie? Uh, the the full movie's name. I could find it. I I don't remember the like the first Something half of to it. Electric boogaloo. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. So. But boogaloo is technically a word that connotates for the second American Civil War. Really? So yeah. there's actually a group that they call them the Boogaloo Boys. And they're a bunch of guys that go out in just Hawaiian shirts and they'll protest and stuff. Uh, it's funny because they call them alt-right or far extreme right. But they've been out. Like there's a literal picture of being like these far right extremists. They're standing right next to like black lives matter one of the boogaloo boys has a pin that's an lgbt pin the other one is literally wearing a vest of blm and it's like but they're far right got it perfect like no that's not the way it is but it's been co-opted to a point you can't say boogaloo that this that's something now that can get you kicked off of twitter uh facebook stuff like that because it is a connotation for starting the second american civil war so, Interesting. Yep. I did not know that. So, like, I, I've, we, we've done like jokes. Like, ever since our our friendship has started, like, I, I would just be like, be like, you know, like that worked out so well. I would be it like, hey, uh, but it would be like our friendship. We would be saying something along the lines of like, oh, uh, episode two, electric boogaloo. And that's always just been a joke between us because because that's a great hell, name. At our job, we made it different. We had mishmash areas that we created. There was three different mishmash areas. The first one was called mishmash. The second one we called mishmash part two electric boogaloo. Yeah. The third one we called <laughs> mishmash part three boogaloo's reckoning. So <laughs> it's just a joke that we tell. But now that's a joke that can get you banned. Yeah, that is a joke that can literally get you in trouble now. Get you fired from jobs if you have a high enough profile job. Yeah, I mean, even we have episodes of the podcast that are, are named Boogaloo or have electric Boogaloo in it before this started yeah. happening. Because that, like, literally, if you look at all of our episode twos, it says, like, Justified Asshole Episode 2 Electric Boogaloo. Like, that is literally yeah. interesting. And so we had to stop doing that because so of, this, of This it. is actually one of the bigger problems, I would say, with mm. politics going on right now. It is not actually a politics, but it's the cultural shift okay. that is happening. For sure, definitely. It's a, it's an interesting idea to yeah. go through, and uh, that actually is my, my next thing. So the next one, and I know you're probably, you'd probably be excited to be a part of this. Hey, real quick, um, can we go back to what I was talking about? <laughs> no, because because he just kind of like interrupted and just took it in a whole different direction. I was because it's about his podcast. Nazi <laughs> removal tattoos. Na- Nazi removal tattoos. I thought you had finished. No. No, there was a lot more I wanted to say, but I just wasn't sure if we were going back to it. Do we want to go back to it? It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> now that you've made a big deal about it. Well, I was just because because your initial question was was like why why do why is a black person who, you know, who is, you know, a conservative against his own kind with being a uh, going up against a, a black liberal, right? 
I think that's my question, but just worded really weirdly. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was so basically like I was talking about how how like people change and it's all about like Got it. the okay. upbringing and stuff, Ch- and stuff. Changing Nazi tattoos. So so the the video I was watching about this guy who you know would uh, basically like cover the the racist tattoos, you know the swastika and stuff, um, and they went with this guy who was like you know. I grew up in the South. My dad was alcoholic. My mom was alcoholic and they used to beat me and I just learned to be racist from them. And so then I turned racist. And then when they died, I just went hard into the racism, got these tattoos. But you know, I would hate on everyone who wasn't my color. And he was like, but you know, after having kids and, seeing the path I led, I didn't want them doing that. So it's nice that, you know, I get to cover up these tattoos and, you know, try to, uh, you know, help out the community and not have this hatred that I have. That's super awesome. Um, but, but, you know, people need to remember that people change and people, you know, the, you know, viewpoints that you had when you were 10 years ago, isn't what you are thinking now. And, you know, the shift of everything. So I, I almost applaud the, the, uh, you know, people who, who go against the grain and kind of like make their own path. And, you Mm. know, they think for themselves, like, 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 you know, like a black person who is now conservative, he's, he's going like, well, yeah, like, yeah, I'm against abortions and four guns. What did I say something bad? No, I just just listening to that and just the way you're wording it. It just <laughs> I love how it's now considered. So this is one thing I hate. It's mm-hmm. now considered going against the grain for a black person to become Republican. Well, the 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 reason for that though is because it's it's uh they don't have like a majority of people. Like like there is not a lot of black Republicans. I get that. That's, that's that's why it's going. Against I think the he's grain. making the joke of Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Of uh, because Lincoln was a Republican. Yeah. 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 But you've even said that that uh, a lot of like the Democratic themes have it's, have shifted to more of re- like what the Republicans nowadays think of. Yeah, it's just been a shift. They basically. Nope, they've never flipped. I hate that analogy. They didn't ever flip. Nope, they that's what I've heard flipped. every time. Nope. That's that's not what I'm saying though. Because... I I know I know. Oh, okay. I'm just. Oh, I know no no flipped. for sure. I've that's I've always heard that. No. Tell me so, what happened. So. Oh, go ahead. Shush. Do, <laughs> do the thing that you were telling me about um when we were talking about abortion and how what abortion like ten years ago was a democratic thought but now is like a republican thought. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's when you were telling me so you were basically telling me that like like basically the republicans kind of conceded on the whole like abortion stuff and they kind of made that their viewpoint and now like democrats are like far left democrat or far far left um uh liberals well yeah where, but that's that's where a, you can like kill the you know you could get rid of the yeah baby that's the shift of it. the overton window yeah that's so that's talk about that the shift of the overton window yeah he just did. <laughs> so I don't know what you if you know what the Overton window I don't is know actually considered. Anything of this, no. The Overton window is actually it's a thought process of what leans left and right. So the Overton okay. window would be like here's center, and then you have left and right. 
And so this political belief is on the right. This political belief is on, on the left, okay. on the left, basically. And so with that example of like um, abortion, abortion was always um, on the left. It used to always be safe, legal and rare. That's mm-hmm. that's what they wanted it to be. So um, it needed to be legal for anybody to be able to get it. Uh, it needed to be safe, which means you need to be able to have it at like a hospital or some kind of clinic. Yeah, so you didn't have back But it needs to be stuff. rare. It needs to it not. It doesn't need to be something like, oh, hey, it's Tuesday. Uh, I had sex, but well, I'm gonna go just get an abortion now. Like, cool. Like, like, it's like just, you shouldn't. This fill is up a last a, resort. You shouldn't. You, sh- you shouldn't fill up a punch card. Yeah. So it should be a last resort type of a thing. So mm-hmm. we first work on, you know, education and then we work on like contraception and then counseling therapy. And then the last option should be abortion. And that was always the left viewpoint. The right viewpoint was always no, just flat out. No, like it's no killing idiot. a baby. No to everything you just said. It's killing a baby. And that's it. Yeah, it was honestly so, like choose apps. Yeah, you look at right. about 10 years ago. The Overton window shifted a bit, and now center is a little bit shifted over. The right now believes it should be um, safe, legal, and extremely rare. And the left believes this is something that should be able to more easily be accessible. You look at today's standpoint on it, the right is it should be safe, legal, and rare. The left's viewpoint on is it is you can literally kill a baby moments after it's born as long as the doctor and mother agree. That was a bill that was proposed in Virginia that would allow the mother to give birth and then have that conversation. That is a complete shift. And that's what the Overton window is. Okay. No, before you start talking again. Explain to me the flip-flop thing. Why do I keep hearing that? So it's a giant argument of just like, oh, because the the South was always uh, Democrat and then Republicans took over it. So obviously they, they now must be racist and they just hate and everything else. Okay. There's more to look into it. Yes, there was a complete shift in Democrats to Republicans in the South. But there's more factors that people do not put in there. Mm. There was a gigantic shift of moving. So you had a ton of people that wanted freedom. And after they got the ability to, you know, free slaves um, and mobility, a lot of them left the South and went North Mm. to try to get a lot more opportunities. And there was a lot of sympathizers in the North that moved down. Because they believed in more states' right type of situations yeah. and stuff like that. It was less of a shift than it was a moving... An actual movement. An actual movement yeah. that happened. There was no true shift. There was no point where the Republican Party was like, we need to, to free the slaves to now going, we need to put them back in chain. Like, that never happened. But that is the lie that is consistently being hmm. told. It's more the rise and fall of the Dixiecrat is what that the was. Dixiecrat. The Dixiecrat. So the Dixiecrat is, is the Democrat. Um, the Southern Democrat. The basically. Southern Democrat like majority that 
basically just kind of shifted away and moved. If the other way to look at it is you just need to look at policies now. Okay. The same racist policies are now being re-implemented by the same party, the Democrats. So the parties never did switch. This is one thing. Um, I don't know how many videos you watched. This is one thing that actually Larry Elder goes into big time is the non-switch over. Hmm. Um, I can show you a few different videos like after For sure. the fact. But I would love to. Yeah, yeah. Th- no, there, there's, there's a lot of different viewpoints that kind of show that that switch did not actually happen. There's a lot more variables in that, that most people don't actually put into that movement. It's just a simple way that people try to explain Mm -hmm. it away. It's, and it's not an easy, just like, Oh, this is what happened. A, B and C. Yes. It's multi-layered and tiered that changes over. That's amazing. Thank you for, yeah. To help him yeah, understand that. But yeah, there, no, I know that's a, that must have been a big pet peeve for you. But that's that's why we do this show. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't know that stuff. That's super interesting to me. I don't. I'm sure you've been hearing this for quite a while. Oh yeah, like like the whole like the shift of like basically like how abortion happened, kind of thing. Like I found super interesting. And actually, like so when I f- like I don't like politics, but I understand politics, so I'll. Like mm-hmm. I could hold my own against against stuff, um, not against bread. I, th- I think you like the, the 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 intricacies of politics. You hate the fighting and bullshit that comes along with politics. Yeah. Is it because you're a mastermind? <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, for example, like I I would consider myself an independent because w- one of the things I, I enjoy uh, doing with Brad is 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 having a conversation and having the conversation where, you know, he, he knows what he's talking about. I do admit that I do not know everything though. And, and, you know, I really enjoy having a conversation with Brad where he knows stuff. And even though I don't agree with it, or I do agree, I like to argue the other side because yeah, what play devil's advocate. Yeah, what we do is we build on it. We come up with different ideas that we do, and so like our friendship. I would I would consider myself an independent. I would actually consider myself an independent left or closer to just a Democrat. Where Brad, I consider him uh, independent right or Republican. Like he he leans more mm-hmm. Republican, and I lean more Democrat. But over the years of our friendship, I've shifted from going independent left to going independent, and I think I'm now independent right. Like, I'm not full Republican. I'm not full Democrat. I, I think about both sides of, of, of the argument, and I, you know, I share some of the policies on the left. I share some of the policies on the right. And overall, it, it just comes down to we could do better. For I do wish we had more policy yeah. discussions instead of bullshit discussions that we have now. That's that's I, far more interesting to me. The stuff that we've talked about now has been far more interesting yeah. to me. I do not care what AOC the... AOC says. I give two craps. I don't care what McConnell or Pelosi are doing. I want to know policy stuff. Yeah, I want to know the intricacies of UBI and stuff like that. I lean right. Lean UBI. Yeah, uni- universal basic income. Okay. Um, so one of the things that has actually shifted and I got really excited by the way, like, so we were talking like me and Mike were talking yesterday 
And he got in contact with an old friend. And his old friend, he leans left. And he's like, I kind of want to bring him on. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I want to talk politics with this guy. And the main reason is he leans on the other side of the issue than I do. I have no problem having civil conversations, throwing out ideas and everything else, because it's the only way you can grow. It's the only way you can learn the other side. It's the only way that you can actually have um, actual debate on policies, procedures, and find out like, hey, maybe my ideas don't work and I need to implement some of those. Um, so one of the ones that has changed for me and I was a big like person against it and I'm not fully for it, but I understand a lot more of the different viewpoints for it is, um, universal healthcare. Okay. I was completely against it years ago. Mm-hmm. I am starting to understand more of the intricacies on actually why it would be better. I do believe though it needs, it doesn't need to be like straightforward, like, Government is just going to provide everything for you. I think that actually causes a little bit more problems than it does solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I believe there should probably be a tiered like aspect for it. But looking at it, a lot of people, you know, viewpoints on either side is one, it'll save a lot of money. Another one like, yeah, but I won't have the best care or it won't save me a bunch of money. Like I'll still have to pay the government. Looking at it, it does actually make sense. And I will concede this. And this is one thing that I have learned like... This like, is I was me. wrong. You have to concede. Um, like, with the universal basic income, there is a reason why it could be cheaper. If I already have insurance, mm-hmm. and what would be the difference between me giving it to my insurance company and instead it just going straight into Medicare? We already have Medicare taken out, and all we're doing is just upping it to $300. I already spend that anyways. It's not a big difference. If you keep it at about the same pay rate, you oh, don't see you a loss. You're able to actually get that universal health, and it, it wouldn't affect most people. I now understand by looking and actually reading Bernie Sanders' proposals and stuff like that. I understand where he's coming from now, and it makes a lot more sense. My mind has actually come around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have some basic questions, and this is part of the reason I think maybe it should just be a tiered approach. To me, personally, I think the better approach would maybe be um, immediate care should be free and paid by the government. You know, we increase Medicare to a certain point, like maybe an extra 10% of our paychecks go straight into it. Um, because if you look at... Like if you go to a hospital, yeah, and it's, it's like, you you need this type So of thing, basically, yeah. like, think about it. You get the flu, you get the cold, you get an ear infection, you break an arm, you break a bone. Why should that pay? Like if you break your like tibia, that's like $10,000 to get a cast, x-rays, everything else, mm-hmm. multiple procedures. It shouldn't cost $10,000 to get that fixed. That Most of that is bureaucracy bullshit that if we cut the red tape, it should be a lot cheaper and it should be a lot easier just to go in. Hey, I broke my arm. They take a quick x-ray. They throw a cast on it. There shouldn't be red tape and extra things. This is something that should be easily available for everybody. I would concede on the fact that, and this is where I think there should be a two-tiered approach, and we maybe handle it closer to places like Sweden and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. which I love all these people that are like, well, they have universe bit. No, they have a tiered system. So they have one system where you have UBI, or not UBI, but universal basic inc- or uh, healthcare, and then they also have private insurance on top of that. 
so that you can actually get a better care if you want. And what that does is it would allow us to have a tiered system of um, you get cancer. Cancer is not something that probably should be paid by the government because it is the cost of that alone. We will start bankrupting the government or they're going to start rejecting like they do in Canada and that where it's like, yeah, we'll get you your chemo. It's scheduled out nine months from now. Great. So I get to die. That's basically what you're yeah. telling me. Um, where if you have this two-tiered approach, then that's when your personal insurance kicks in and it helps supplement that. So you use the power of what you normally would get with Medicare and the power of your um, independent healthcare to push you ahead to be able to get that treatment and to be able to pay for it. That's pretty crazy. It also gives the ability to put a little bit more money into the system so that you have the ability to get research and stuff like that in there. That's mm -hmm. more of where I stand instead of the, no, it should just be privatized or it should be universal. I used to be more on the privatized, just flat out. Looking into it, I think it actually should probably be a two-tiered system. I think that is the That's most amazing. sense for me. Yeah. But the only way you can get these is to have that conversation with somebody on the other side to realize, hey, maybe I'm looking at this wrong. I didn't I didn't realize you, you changed your viewpoint of that. Yeah. That's interesting. So I'm going to probably end it there, and I'm going to leave it with one, one last thing. And it was something that my government and economics teacher I ended up talking about. And so I feel like it's a good end point to this, this, this thing. Uh, I asked him why someone that was, you know, someone that was liberal or, or why, why the people that, that became president were always far leaning to one side or the other going through. Why wasn't there ever like an independent or a libertarian or different things like that going through? And he gave me the the advice that when you sit on the fence, you can never get anything done. If you're constantly mm -hmm. pushing yourself, if you're not pushing yourself towards one thing or the other, you have to have a passion for one side or the other. You can't just be strictly in the middle of everything because if you're in the middle of everything, you get nothing done. Uh, unfortunately, I would agree with that. <laughs> And it's it it kind of blew my mind a little bit, you know, for seventeen year old me of just being like that was that's such a crazy thing. And though I don't like politics, I have started incorporating that into the rest of my life. And I found that 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 mentality of don't sit on the fence, go in a direction, yeah. helps so so much. I know that that wasn't that's not that's not really politics related, but I just always thought that yeah. was a really yeah. No, if I had any advice for anybody, it's even if you hate politics, the one thing you should do is minimum pay attention to your local. Yeah, because those are the ones that affect you. Don't nobody should care who the president is. We shouldn't give him enough power, anyways, to be doing anything. So the ones you should be paying closer to attention to is your school board, your local sheriff, your you know. The ones that actually impact your life. Pay attention to those. Those are the ones that will affect you more. And I would say, like, have a conversation. Be respectful of the conversation. Like, open your mind to to different points of views. Grow as a person. 
don't don't just shell up and just go well this is what my family believed so i'm sticking with it yeah Yeah. grow as a person that's what we do that we we literally evolve (laughs) and that's what we need to continue doing so but just be respectful of it of it and you know i like anytime i have a conversation with brad and he's just being a pompous asshole (laughs) we've always like even when we get in a heated argument there's one thing i do and i bet you know what it is is that i literally go that was good and i shake his hand like i just like i go that was good that was respectful you know and we leave it there and look we're still friends (laughs) (laughs) so all righty guys thank you so much for joining me for this and thank you so much brad for teaching me like and i really like that you not only have policies and stuff like that and not about just like you know the the government and things that are happening right mm. now but stuff that happened in the past that affects us so uh, this has been incredibly informative for me and so thank you guys both of you for so so much for doing this for me um i hope everybody else enjoyed that uh brad where can they find you guys uh most people can follow us on either youtube or pretty much anywhere that you can find any podcasts uh just search for best friends discuss Mm -hmm. uh we also do have a little bit of merch on teespring uh forward slash store slash best friends discuss and if you uh if you enjoy what we're doing and really really like the fact that that both uh, both the things that that we do here on dane and friends and over on best friends discuss uh it would be great if you could subscribe to us i don't know if you guys have that option for them to be able to describe subscribe on anchor yeah yeah if you look at uh, yeah, yeah if you look at that just anything any little bit of uh of money could definitely help us be able to make better content i and i will do say, different things like uh, that yeah. you have recently put out the star wars episode i did and ours in two weeks part two that happened at our place <laughs> will be coming out too so if you like that one come over and and see part two on ours oh for sure definitely Bye, Mike. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good day. Philosophy, topography, Star Wars, cryptozoology, comic books and textbooks, they're all the same. They all deserve some room inside your brain. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Dane and friends are here to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Dane and friends are here to talk about it.